welcome to the truth of the matter. Right here on the Michigan 69 Podcast Network. Live Radio 1 and Unrestricted Radio. I want to welcome everybody to this edition, uh, to the Truth of the Matter show. I'm your host, Dan Hallroyd. Truth of the Matter, brought to you exclusively right here on the 69 uh, Podcast Network. It's the Michigan69Podcast.com network. Uh, We host a bevy, if you will, of shows over here on this network. And not only Paranormal, uh, which we do on our Paranormal Now network, I know it all sounds confusing, folks, but we have Paranormal Programming, we've got this show, we've got other shows and that show. So we try to offer, uh, again, a bevy, a different uh, scope of uh, different podcasts to to reach out to you folks, uh, maybe entertain you, maybe to educate you as well. Now, that's not me talking down to you, so please don't take it that way. Um, I'm always out here to spread some education. That's why I do this program. And with my guest uh, that I'm having on today, I found it a little more appropriate to actually do a truth of the matter show than re- a regular SMP paranormal show. Because I've had uh, this person on <laughs> my SMP paranormal show in the past, but I really want to get down to uh, not just paranormal stuff. I wanted to get down to I think the nitty gritty of what it took to outside of the paranormal stuff we'll cover, but what it took to organize uh, a thing that is uh, still kind of trying to survive out there. Uh, It's uh, there's another one happening here very soon. And um, in that retrospect, I want you folks to get the facts because you may think, you know, what a paranormal investigator does or a paranormal person who's interested in this hobby which turns into an obsession does but i i guarantee you you really don't um i think many of you i know this is long-winded i'm going way around the block to get to the point here uh but many of you probably get your information or have your ideas or your thought process based on all the popular television programming that has happened at, at least within the last 13 or 14 years if I'm if I'm going back correct in time, uh, you know, when taps and ghost hunters first hit the airwaves. And now I swear to God, every other cable network's got their own version of a paranormal show. Uh, some that I think are OK. Um, very few. I might add. We'll talk about that here in the program. And there are many uh, that is just it's entertainment value. Uh, you can still get something out of it. And if you're into that, that's cool. Uh, I don't diss anybody for what they deem entertainment or or what they really enjoy watching. Uh, but there are also those that are just terrible. And I'm not here to call down the thunder and, you know, all that stuff upon those. But we're going to discuss some of that. Uh, without further ado, I want to, everybody to uh, welcome in our guest here on Truth of the Matter. Uh, this is a person I've known for quite a while. Uh, she has since uprooted and moved from my area of the Midwest and she is not a, now out west, and she's still doing her thing. Uh, and what I love the most about uh, some of the stuff is that she's like me. She's very, very open about 
speaks very openly about things that kind of bother her and disgust her uh, that may go on at times in the paranormal. Um, but again, without further ado, everybody welcome Danielle Garrison to the program for the truth of the matter. Danielle, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm older, fatter, and just trying to survive the insane train that we're all sitting here watching go by, right? Totally agree. 100%. It's insane. And of course, I'm drinking Gun Barrel Coffee. We got to throw that in real quick. That's one of our sponsors, Gun Barrel Coffee out of Batavia, Illinois, run by veterans, roasted by veterans. And of course, I'm drinking it in the appropriate cup. Those of you who can see the video of this, uh, you know, that goes without saying. But thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, you for having me. Oh, it's been it's been way too long, way too long since I think we've talked face to face. I mean, you've had new adventures, new things happening. Uh, couldn't be happier for you. I mean, I know, you know, uh, you were looking for something and you found it and uh, couldn't be happy for you. And we made we made contact and became friends years ago. I mean, it's been years now. It, mm -hmm. It's got to be at least 12 if it's not at close. Least, to yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, close to that. You well, think? I knew, I I knew you before you were able to come out to the paranormal meet and greet where we met face to face. So, it was you know years of knowing each other. And that's scary. I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad that you knew me. Uh, you know, I, I like you. I know that uh, I can speak very openly that I think we have probably both have a a carnival line of haters out there uh, that it's don't so don't approve of our our open. Well, you know what I mean. They don't approve yeah. of us talking openly and raw about the subject we're going to cover uh, here on today's program. But uh, I always had because had, they haven't done the work and they haven't spent the time and they haven't been able to say that we've been in it as long as we have done as long or done as many things as we have been entrenched in the field as long as we have. I think the people that are new on the scene and trying to make a buck or just always trying to cause drama or always just causing negativity and issues across the board, no matter what. And it's not just in the paranormal field. It's everywhere, but. Oh, it's, it's in everything. In, yeah. yeah. It's in every type of scenario that you try to get involved in. But yeah. I really, really think that um, the people who stand up and say, Nope, that's wrong. You don't go in there and you don't pay for paranormal investigators are to come into your home. You don't go and spend a thousand dollars on some paranormal weekend getaway at, you know, at these places or, you know, people who are just hacks, you know, I call them a hack. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Now I I'll practice a lot of silent courtesy. Because let's be honest, you and I know some of the people that still do this, and we're friends with them, and they still do their thing, man. And I'm like, hey, you do what you do, you I'll do me, and it's all good. It's all good. But uh, before we jump into that section of it, um, let's get to the start. What, as far as truth of the matter is concerned, what really brought you to the world of paranormal? How did you get started, and where did it go from there? So I had a childhood ghost in my house. It was a caretaker ghost. It was um, something that started almost like a, a family um, joke. Mm -hmm. And things, you know, small, simple, little weird things that would happen in our house growing up that, um, for example, we would be um, several blocks down at a park and it would start raining and we'd have to go run to the house 
because all the windows would be open. We'd get there and the weird things that would happen, all the windows would be closed. Well, we know when we left the house, all the windows were open. When we got to the house, all the windows would be closed. Dogs and cats getting locked in uh, rooms, keys coming up missing, just little playful things or um, just little, little tricks or little nothing harmful, nothing worrisome. Um, right. It became just the family, the family ghost. And right. my parents, you know, talked about um, contacting, uh, using a Ouija board at one point when they were younger and when, when they first came out. And, um, or when they first became popular by like Mattel, um, right. and everybody was buying them in the seventies and it became a big thing. And they talked about, uh, contacting, uh, uh, someone who had died that they knew from their high school, whose name was Penelope. And, um, it was just a common thing that they used to call our household ghost. Was it, wasn't Penelope pit stop, right? Cause I heard she died no, a horrible death wasn't. in the wacky races. <laughs> Anybody? No. Am I dating myself? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a little Same bit. with the cat dog reference. I thought for sure you were going, hey, we'd get back to the house and the cats and dogs were living together. It was mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Anyone? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know me. Yes, I do. But it was, it started like that. And then I, I became obsessed with Scooby-Doo and I became obsessed with anything having to do with Ghostbusters. And I can remember sitting in sixth grade in the back of the library, reading books about everything I could find about ghosts and the paranormal and Houdini and spiritualism. And I can remember thinking that I was going to get in trouble because there was yeah. such involved. I, I love that you brought up Houdini. I, I, I still find it amazing that are, there are uh, people coming into this or who have been into this for a while I talked to and they have no clue about certain histories of psychical research out of Great Britain. They have no idea about, you know, what uh, Houdini did, which was going around trying to expose, you know, these spiritualists that were, you know, duping the public. And I still think we have, again, we'll get to that section, but I still think we have a little bit of that going on uh, within paranormal groups and in, in the field but go back to what you're saying i'm sorry no you're fine so it was um you know learning about hans holzer it was learning about oh, yeah. I, read, I could get my freaking hands on i i taught myself everything it was i read those i read everything that i could get my hands on everything having to do with paranormal and then of course right. you go to and and you learn about you know the the scientific method and then you have to teach yourself about you know everything that there is to know about being an amateur physicist and an amateur scientist and using the scientific method well how i got started was in the early 90s there was a historical society that i was working with while i was in college and i in in high school and there was the um there was a group and i thought that i you know i was doing all this stuff on my own and i didn't know other people were into it and i didn't know other people were like getting into groups and doing it which was hilarious you know i read right and that's and that's understandable because unless you were in tune with things in your area or people had let's say new news articles done in the paper about their group or had appeared on local tv uh, or had magazines much like taps had things with, right. you know, a, a newsletter and stuff that were hitting the East Coast, stuff on the West Coast, too. You're right. There there was, folks, no. there was no way that you would have known, honestly. Even when I when I came into this, even though the show had hit, 
a few months after I decided I kind of wanted to look into things, um, it, it was a whole new world of finding just how many people were out there doing this and doing it since the 80s, some yeah. of them since the 70s. Well, you know, I was right outside of Chicago, and um, I remember learning about Del Kazmarek, and uh, Ursula Bielski was doing um, tours in mm -hmm. and Dale's books um, were amazing. I loved reading his books, and he was also on um, on various TV shows in Chicago, and I picked up on that, and then, of course, there was Unsolved Mysteries and everything else, oh, yeah. and I just, you know, I just dove right into everything i've literally been been lifelong obsessed with this right the historical society there was a group it was the indiana ghost trackers that got a hold of um this historical society society and they were working a case and they were wanting research well the historical society said well this is one of our best researchers um go ahead and give her a call and see if she can dig up anything for a case so i started digging up on this case and then talking to some of these other people that were doing this, you know, like going to people's homes and doing investigations with people right. and like that. So I got really interested in that. And so I, I dove into the Indiana ghost trackers and then I just went down the rabbit hole of group after group after group and starting my own group and just becoming obsessed with the field itself. So then I started trying to figure out because it was my space time um everybody hated each other and, and that's dating us crazy that's, dating, <laughs> that's dating us right crazy fighting inside the paranormal world and i oh. back of my mind that if people of like mind and interest meet face to face that there would be some kind of kinship or friendship that would right. happen right so after i think it was like in 2006 i took some money out of my own pocket and I rented, um, it was the Avon uh, Township Park. Right. And it was a little tiny uh, park pavilion and said, get everybody together. We're having a, a ghost, like get together, meet and greet, picnic. Just bring out your own lunch. Let's go, let's meet. You can set up your own table. You can bring out your own stuff. Talk about your, your group. And right. at first we had security because we were worried about people fighting so bad. Like, I'm not joking. It was pretty gut. Oh know? no. I, yeah, yeah. I've had a few. We'll get back to that. Yeah, go ahead. So we had security there and we set up booths and I think we had maybe 200 people there, which was, I thought was insanely amazing. For That's this damn good. That's damn good for a first get together. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know, maybe 20 groups showed up. I mean, there some of them had a lot of people. Some of them didn't have very many people. But And then some of the public came out just to talk to them. So it was wildly <clears throat> accepted as being, yeah, let's do this. And then let's make it yearly. Well, then it turned into we um, contacted the people at the Hannah House. I did. And I said, you know, I, I have this event and i'd really like to have it at your place and um i can see about getting sponsors and getting it paid for and they said go ahead and bring it in here we'll we'll charge for tours but we'll, we'll keep it free right well it went from a couple hundred to a couple hundred more and then by the third year we had made um 
the Indianapolis uh, news and we had made the Indianapolis newspaper and there were reporters coming out and it was a couple thousand people. Yeah. Do you remember what what year that was when you did the third one? I want to say it was uh, six, seven, eight, probably 2008 was the big. That that was my first attendance. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. And then it just, it became a family reunion. I'm not joking. It became a family reunion. These people that I had reached out to and said, come set up a free booth, talk about your group, the the public now, it's a, it's a free event. Um, it's meant to be networking. It's meant to be fun. Um, it became a family reunion and I miss it desperately. Yeah. We, uh, I, I, I think I was, I think I was brought, it was brought to my attention. I had seen it already out there and Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what it was. And then when I became friends with the group, which I, I won't bring up the name, but I met some individuals in the group. Uh, not for bad reasons, just don't you folks, I just don't need to bring their name up. Uh, cause again, people come and go and they leave and things change. So yeah, that's how I was put in touch. I think through you. And then I ended up coming down there with SMP and we yeah. set up our first booth and then I, I met you face to face and it was, it, it was a wonderful meeting. Uh, you were very open, inviting, uh, you were just constantly asking what we needed. And I was thinking, well, what do we need to do for you? You know, this is a new thing to me. And when she talks about how people fight uh, in this, and it still goes on, um, a lot of the times it's over just silly stuff. I think people, most of the people I encountered, it's like you put your hand out in friendship and they they seem to think they've got some sort of corporate security and secrets going on within their group, even though we're all doing the same stuff and we're all using the, probably mainly the same methods yes. if it came down to it. Uh, or they've had bad experiences with people coming in and taking, let's say, what they consider their territory, which I'm not territorial, despite what people have said about me in the past. I, I could give a crap less. You know, it's up to the people that you're working with, whether they want to allow other people in, you know, a place or not. You don't own that as a group. So there are many entwining things, I think, that were in people's minds in these groups. Um when you set out to bring them together because they were fighting over silly things. It was just stupid stuff. Right. I I really think that a lot of the, it it became the wild West really fast. I think a lot of leaders wanted to be the first to um, prove uh, paranormal theories. So I think it became um, more about the sensationalism and the uh, media um, just about then, all of a sudden, you saw the birth of um, with Ghost Hunters, um, and then every single channel on the entire network, every single network had its own. Even Animal Planet had haunted pets. I mean, it was psychic yeah. pet. Yeah, it was yeah. Every single channel on every single network had. And, and, and weird, you said that because I remember being interviewed. Um, I know that she's not out there uh, anymore, but when I was starting to do the podcasting on Blog Talk, about the time that I'd met you, it was a mm-hmm. way to get out what we were doing. I focused on what our group was doing and talking about our ideas and thoughts and theory. Um, but I met this lady who I was on one of the shows, and she was asking me point blank if i believed in animal spirit and that's what the show was entitled was pet ghosts and then right after that you know animal planet starts putting up these these things because you know i've had i've had encounters with that but you know as i said you know you're 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 talking about a lot of things were going on within that that dynamic and again the fighting was just really silly because 
even when I got to meet some of the groups who weren't really reaching back to me, they found out once I approached their table and started talking to them, like, Hey man, I'm an easy going dude. I'm just putting my hand out in friendship. Yep. Let's talk about what, what we do. You guys have cool places. I've been to cool places. I'll invite you up to work with us anytime. As long as I feel that your group is operating within certain, you know, common sense parameters. I do have to put that out there. I was still very cautious about just working with anyone, but what I found more than not was that once you approached people nine times out of 10, there was only a few, uh, everybody was on board with being friendly and, uh, you know, we exchanged cards and information and it was just a good time. I loved it. I, 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 there is something about going face to face with other groups and like-minded people. It becomes a different dynamic and it did become a different dynamic. I mean, it didn't right. stop. I mean, you've got no, no. fighting, you've got every, every which way fighting still, but it definitely helped for a long time. And in many different avenues, as far as just networking groups and learning who the groups were out there. For example, I, you know, after I went and um, ended a, a bunch of groups and stopped doing the group work and stopped doing a lot of um, home investigations, mm. I knew who to farm those investigations out to, because I still have people to this day reaching out to me almost every single day. So I have an incredible network of friends that I can still farm investigations out to, or if I have questions or if I have needs, or if I, if I'm doing consulting for a group or something like that. And I want to throw a comp compliment on to you, Danielle, too. That's, that's a hell of an honor that people will still, even though you've moved away and yeah. they still come after you, you know, I get that once in a while. I still get about one or two a year and other groups, if they feel that I'm willing to travel, and that's an honor. That means that you and I, or some, mainly you, but we've done something right. That means, I guess, we've earned the the trust and the integrity. And that's something I want to definitely get into here in a second is the integrity about where you're you're already segueing into it. You are a great interview interview because you already you cover all the bases. So I may throw weird things in here, but you're covering it. But um, you know, you write about the unity thing, uh, folks. Please listen to her. It didn't really change the the atmosphere in a whole, but it made one hell of a dent, and that dent is still felt. You you don't, I, I guess, don't sell yourself short. I think if you if you feel that you have, because wow, I'm like slurring, and I haven't even had any liquor in this. What's going on? Uh, it's probably the caffeine. I've had quite a bit of coffee before we did the interview. Um, uh, where I'm going with this, another compliment is that you made a hell of a dent, and the unity, the idea of unity is still a good thought. Now, I don't think it'll ever happen because there's way too many personalities uh, uh, to manage and to, and when you say manage, you really have to when you get these uh, this many people together. Um, and everybody wants their own little share of the pie. But the, but the fact is there's been a dent. And from what you started, I don't care what anybody says, because I've looked at stuff on the East Coast, West Coast. Midwest, if you want to consider us Midwest where we're at or central, um, people started doing what you did after you set the model. I noticed that. And what's beautiful about that is due to your your architectural plan, your layout of what you tried and what, what you did, and there's still a legacy, um, other people started doing the unity thing. Other people started trying to get together with other groups, sometimes in almost self-preservation in order to you know, put up fences and combat the negative people that are out there. And unfortunately, there's a swarm of them. They still, they don't listen to common sense and, and you can meet them all day long and try to be friends with them. 
uh, it's just a, sometimes it's a nightmare. You know, you just got to realize, you know what, you need to stop, uh, put, still put your hand out and reach out. And if those people don't respond and they want to be negative, then you move on. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't include them in your circle, but you've left a great legacy and you did make headway. So I want to make sure you know that because I'm still talking to quite a few groups from the old day, if they're still together, right. there's a lot of them that have just gone to the wayside. Right. Um, and, or I've made so many friends due to you in that, that set up. I want to thank you for that because I still have friendships with a lot of folks in the Indiana area more than I probably do Michigan again, because I was outspoken here in Michigan with some people in some groups and, you know, we'll segue into that here in a minute before we do that. Before we do that, everybody watching the video, hang tight with us. This is uh, for the audio audience. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right here in Truth of the Matter. You hang with us. Uh, I'm Dan Hallright, your host, and we're here with Danielle Garrison, uh, which I call paranormal guru extraordinaire. Um, and we'll be back for more right after this. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome. But with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I've built my life around you Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. If you have ghosts, you have everything. If you have ghosts, you have everything. You can say anything you want, and you can do. Surprise, there it is. 
And of course, you see, as we're watching this live, I don't go anywhere. Yeah. When I say we'll be right back, I never leave the studio. That's that's yeah. the joke. That's the running joke of every show I do. Um, we sit here, we take a break. I insert music, some PSAs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here with Danielle Garrison, and um, we are talking about her journey. You're getting the truth of the matter. You're hearing it directly from the individual, at least her story about why she got into this what it is she set up with this Hannah house meet and greet. Uh, she has created a legacy. Uh, we won't talk about, you know, we won't go into, I guess the rough point that went on there. We don't have to cover that. I will, I will say that I was happy to hear that your legacy is up and running again. Um, and I think of you every time it's done and I don't mean any infraction to our good friend, Mr. Snyder, because he knows, he knows better, but you know, yes, yes, he, he's, you know, you started this and he's really been trying to hang on to this man, keep it alive because he believes Thank God in, in... somebody is because it is yeah. important. I do think so. Yeah. And, and I've tried to organize one, which I'm going to heavily try to just bribe you. Uh, <laughs> we are still in talks. <laughs> People listening are like, what? What's he, what's he alluding to? Well, we're still in talks, folks, to try to do the same thing here in Michigan. Now, I know there are little clicks of groups. Uh, that have their own little things, and I'm excluded from a few of them because, again, I, I believe it's because I've been an outspoken person like you. They don't like some things I've had to say, and I never went after anybody. I want to make this clear, folks. I never went after anybody individually unless they forced me to, and I never fired the first shots. I am very, very keen on people understanding that. I only responded to things that were happening to me or how it affected friends or things of that nature. But where I'm going is, is here we have a, a poor house museum, Danielle, uh-huh. in, in Hartford, Michigan, which is right up the road from me. Okay. This was a working poor house uh, during the turn of the century, 1880s, 1890s. Uh, turn of the century, had a fire, 14 people perished, uh, women and children. They rebuilt. There used to be the original uh, hospital was on the grounds. And so, of course, there was uh, some documented uh, murders and, of course, births and deaths on the property, let alone we figured out not even a block from behind the building, folks, uh, on the fairgrounds that are there. Uh, there's still unmarked graves of paupers, people who passed away. And there's yeah. There was no intent to remove them. I know that created a big news scene. Um, we just, you know, I was part of helping identify that area. And, and we looked to do a meet and greet at this place. They are, they are all on board with this. These people know this place is haunted. You will not tell these 80, 90 year old ladies and, and men that work at this place that it's not haunted because they will probably fist fight you and knock you off the front porch. Yeah. They have had things happen there for years. My good friend, Tad Moody, give him a shout out. Um, 
he tells me every time we do an event there that I have the keys. Now he's heard things there, but he tells me if he sees something and I happen to be there working with him that night, that he, I will find the keys at the front door and he will call me the next day to make sure I locked up because he, he's, he's cool with hearing things and voices and seeing maybe shadows, but he doesn't want to see anything physical. He is, he's dead serious, but uh, we, I want to try to get you on board because we are still stir crazily mad about trying to put together a duplicate of what you did. And I definitely wanted you heavily involved for sure. I'm if, happy if to help. Yeah. It's a super simple formula that anyone and any group in any area, the hardest part is finding a venue and mm -hmm. it sounds like you already got a venue. So that's super oh, yeah. simple. Oh yeah. They've been waiting for a couple of years. I know when we first started talking, that's when you made your move mm -hmm. and you were hard, you were heartbroken to tell me that I want to convey oh. that to folks. You were heartbroken. It's like, well, Dan, I got some news. I'm actually moving out West. And oh. I was like, oh no, you know, because you were the person in the area of the Midwest that I always looked at going to, if things were going on, like, how can we organize things? Let's talk. Let's, you know, so it, it all worked out. I know where you're at. You know, I still, I don't keep in touch like I should. My bad. No, no, but I, no. but I do come out and watch when you're on other programs and other podcasts. And I, I know I watched one not too long ago where you were pretty open about, like you said, some of the bad things that go on out here and, and really getting after people. And that's one of the biggest things I respect about you, um, like me and a couple others that you and I know, uh, mm -hmm. like Jason Sullivan and a few other people. We're just like, listen, man, when, when there's, there's, when there's crazy things happening and people are doing some, and we're on a cable program, folks, so I use adult language. So, but you know, when, when there's some shit going down yeah. um, and you want to really know who you call, you call her yeah. and then you, you run it by her and ask her and I run <laughs> stuff by Jason and then people run things by me. Uh, there's a couple of us. There's, I think there's probably a group of four or five of us that I trust and we're outspoken, but you, you more so than I think a couple of us guys. And I love that because you gave me a you gave me a speech. We're going to get to this again in, here later in the program. But you gave me a speech about communication because I cannot tell how many of you out here watching and right now or listening to the program. If I hear one more Ouija board story, I it still continues. I want to take you know those things that you put wire fences up with those big yep. giant green things you stab in the ground. I just want to buy one and run it through both ears. You know it's. Just put me out of my misery. I'm so tired. And there again, there's people that I know that will get into these stories and tell me these things. I'm like, dude, it's uh we'll we'll cover that some other time. But let's get back to the story. So you've got the Hannah House thing going yes. and, and so where does it go from there? What's what's gone on uh, from um the Hannah House now today or the Hannah House back then? Well, where we left off, you kind of got everybody together at the park. You did the third one. It kind of yep. grew. What what it went on grew. from there? It went crazy. It became this great, big, huge family reunion. Um, I started doing other events. Um, we did uh, some fundraising events. We did a fun huge fundraising event for the Crump Theater um, where we raised $1,800 for the Crump Theater in Columbus, Indiana. Um we did Be The Match fundraisers with iGhost. We did, I, I just got involved in so many different areas and trying to raise money for different um, different things. Um, the Be The Match we did for, um, because someone had leukemia and they needed a right. bone marrow transplant. So we got a bunch of groups together and we raised some money and we all sat there with swabs in our mouth, you know, and, and, and did the, um, 
the registry to see if any of us were a match for bone marrow um, for the person who was in the ghost group. So I, I can't tell you how many fundraisers and how many things that we did. And we did spinoffs and we did um, different events and trying to help different um, haunted locations. I have an affinity for... Um, there, there I am, sorry. Yeah. Uh, in different avenues of trying to... Um, keep those old locations alive for example right. the hannah house most people have no clue what it takes to keep a place like that alive and not yeah. torn down or um completely so bad to where you can't be in them um Cor just correct and and not and i don't want to interrupt you but she's touching on something very important i her and i believe in this so hardly that i never have a problem doing a paranormal event kind of like a turn, you know, uh, a, I guess a paranormal theme park turn event that raises money for the historic value of a historic place or a site. Um, it's either, you know, like you said, Hannah house, regardless of whether the story is hundred percent true or not, that's here and or there. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to approach that aspect of it. I will tell you that I do the same thing, which used to fear infuriate Deb <laughs> Para oh. to no end because huh? she's like, well, they're using us and they're, well, a lot of the times I'm okay with that because I'm trying to help that place maintain its historic integrity and they be in, may be in a financial bind. Well, the paranormal get togethers make money. They make quick money uh, for those events. So, you know, we turn over proceeds yeah. at the door, you know, so I applaud what you, what you did originally. And I thought, again, I followed your, I followed your example and I started doing the same thing up here right away. And with Henderson castle, I currently still do the dinner, haunted dinner tours, yeah. which sometimes are a big hit, sometimes not so much. You got people right. in every crowd. Uh, yeah. But like you said, France, people don't know what Francois kind of money he puts into this thing on a yearly basis to keep the historic value of this 1895 mansion. Yes. Right. It's they have no clue, no clue what the money. Thousands of dollars. Oh, a month. It, yeah. And some, by the end of the year, it's a million six, you know, uh, he knows I talk about this openly, telling me what it takes per year, just about a million six to keep that place open. You're just like, yes. whoa, because you yeah. think, well, I'll win the lottery. I'll buy this mansion. I'll live in it. You have folks, you have no clue, no. especially if it's on historic register. You have no clue what it takes to maintain. Yeah, because you can't even update anything without it being completely um, gone through some kind of red tape in order to make yep. sure it's done correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and or the repairs that are involved, because when you get your hands on a property like, you know, uh, Post Twain Elementary and a few of the others that I'm aware of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, they have a job ahead of them. We know that it's a personal residence, but they also open it up to groups. But at the same time, you have asbestos removal. Absolutely. You guys have plumbing and roof leaks to fix. And you're talking about a school and mansions and libraries. And, you know, if the place has is keeping the integrity alive i i will tell anybody or groups may be listening to the program get involved and if you can get involved you know do that turnover and help them out uh Absolutely. you're doing a good thing well, and i think people realize when we're doing paranormal events like you did the match for mm -hmm. uh bone marrow we're involved in a lot of different fundraising events too with paranormal which some people find weird especially when we we did a few they were like well you're you look for ghosts but you're here trying to raise money for cancer like yeah. well don't don't be confused i know i like chasing dead people but i'd rather keep them alive you know a lot longer than you know and i had to explain that to a few people that we worked with and then they finally got it but go ahead but it I mean, you really have to be able to look at the big picture. You have to be able to do um, fundraising. And, and mm -hmm. we got involved with cemetery restoration. And we got involved with um, 
babysitting cemeteries on Halloween night um, in so, some of the bad cemeteries that would get hit every Halloween. Um, just doing so many things out in the community, having some kind of paranormal research outreach program. We wanted right. to give back. We wanted to make sure that we were doing things for the, the people. Usually when I'm working with a group, they're just an, an amazing set of people that want to help people in the first place. So it's yeah. easy to just keep helping the community. Yeah. Even though we talked about the bad stuff, uh, you are correct. There's, there's more, there are more good people uh, doing this and attached, even if they're just doing the ghost chasing aspect, you know, maybe they're not into do honestly, if they're not into doing the research and stuff, I've met some fine people that, you know, that's all they're looking to do is just to find if there's really activity. That's the, the main mode of my group. Now I've stepped out of private stuff, unless I really have to do something that's, you know, I come across and I find it interesting. I just, yeah. we kind of veered away from it. We, we stick with the historical aspect or just to prove to somebody that they actually have real activity happening. But I've met some wonderful people and you met, you meet very strange individuals who are very eclectic in their own and they become friends and they're out there on the edge and, you know, I promote what they do. Uh, and there are others that I've befriended and I've had to step away from, unfortunately. Uh, you know, you, you, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, when you were like, like you'd already said, you would want gone from group to group to group, start your own group. Unfortunately. Yes. You, yeah. you wanted yeah. run into so many different. Oh, let me take I, a deep breath on that one. <laughs> yes. I, I, into so many different things that are just you know i want to i want to run i want to go i want to help mm -hmm. people i want to do fun things i want to do events i want to you know i've i've got this huge obsession and i don't want to run into you know i'm not really about the thrill seeking and i'm not really yeah. about the the fighting and i'm not about the negativity and i'm not about you know the territorialism i'm let's go let's do things let's have fun let's talk you know investigate let's Let's help people along the way. Let's let's just do everything we can possibly do in a positive right. way. Right. And you and I have spoke openly, uh, separate on your own and me on my own. But you know, I want to distinguish that. You know, the what she when she says thrill seeking, don't don't mistake the fact that we don't have fun doing this because we oh, we we do. I oh yeah, I tell people look, if you think I'm going to tell you no, then I'm not in it sometimes for because yeah. there's a fun aspect. Yeah. But am I in it for this thrill just to get the quick thrill and I'm out there just acting like a crazy nut? No. And I've... I was up in Michigan with you the first uh, time I got sick uh, on an investigation. Man. And I've been with people that just, I'm there standing next to them and they're telling me all sorts of stuff. And I'm kind of looking around like, I don't see anything or hear anything. I hate to be the jerk, but it's like, no. And then I see stuff that they put up later and... Uh, I don't know. I, you know where I'm going with this. It's I know, like I, know. I said, I, I have a lot of fun with it and I don't take it so serious that I don't have fun because there have been many, many opportunities for me to try to scare the group when we've been at places. Now, personal, let me, let me qualify folks, personal investigations. I've only done that one time. And that's because these people, I went up to the bedroom and there's this Chucky doll in the corner of the closet. And I, you know, it got me off guard for a second. I'm like, Holy Christ, you know, so, <laughs> and it's automated. So when you go by the sensor, it starts doing the knife thing, you know, and it's, uh, hi, I'm Chucky. It talks and it's life size. Yeah. So I had, I had two people in my group who swear they were so brave. Mr. Skeptic, John, and I know John watches the shows and listens once in a while. Oh, uh -huh. Mr. Miley, I put it at the top of the steps and he's running camera cord. And of course it went off and I heard swear words with my name inserted in there. Uh, same with Deb Para. So 
again, we have fun at times doing this, but as Danielle said, you know, we're, we're not out there just being the thrill seeker. I try to take some of the stuff and I will show everybody, at least on the video, see that filing cabinet right there. Yeah. That son of a bitch is full, both yeah. top and bottom. Okay. Case paper file, paper yeah. file cases. Yes. And yeah. I still do that. And we've done 281 to date and I've yeah. done not only typed stuff and kept it on disc. I got discs everywhere. I got to find a better process, but like you I've said, Danielle, I, I, yes, yeah. correct. And like she said, I take it serious. I keep track. Now yeah. what I do when I've private or historic guys, I know I'm getting off track with the interview. I apologize on, I just want to qualify some things that you're, you're already covering that I operate much like Danielle is talking mm -hmm. about how she operates. So what I'll do is if I come across a case that, that I, I think back and I thought, you know, I did a case that has something similar. I'm going to, when I go home, I'm going to check notes and compare like, you know, atmospheric conditions, uh, things that were going mm -hmm. on in the house, things that are happening with the family. Because what I try to do when I do these programs is I try to, or the paranormal programs, I try to share that information with you. So I'm basically gathering facts and things that have happened to us in order to give you a better sense of maybe this is what's going on over here because I had something similar happen over here. And Absolutely. I think maybe, maybe we've created a new theory of whatever. So I, I use that to backtrack. I use it to uh, cross check, triple check. Sometimes I even come across finding that uh, some of these cases I've worked on, there's a connection, which is the weirdest yeah. damn thing in the world. I, I can think of a, an investigation that I, I did the same exact thing with. Mm. Um, I had to do a lot of symbol research on uh, an investigation once. And um, on a, a future investigation, it was um, Blackford County, Indiana, at the Blackford County uh, Hospital. And there were symbols where somebody had walked in and written on the window symbols. And I had to contact contact an actual symbolologist, um, somebody who had um, a PhD in symbols and how to read symbols. Um, it reminded me of the Tom Hanks movie and things like that, but we had to contact somebody who read, uh, who knew symbols and tried to identify these symbols that were written on and come to find out that they were um, magic uh, oriented symbols. So somebody yep. Knew what they were doing, and I didn't even know what they meant. I just saw them and took photographs, and then contacted this person. And again, similarities in you and I, and things we've encountered, um, us too. And I was lucky to have. I I still have a person at Reach that can read Sanskrit, um, yeah. a lot of different things. And I had a couple of people who were into the Wiccan thing, right. uh, which you know I wouldn't know where to go sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of information out there now. But the same thing. Uh, we we did a couple of cases where stuff was painted on the the floor. We we go into the basement. A good friend of ours had stuff in a schoolhouse. She transformed into a home. Yeah. And there's a big eye of Osiris on the floor, and there's a bunch of other Sanskrit and things on the walls. And it wasn't put there to to for fun. Um, yeah. You know, and some of them, you know, were to the Book of the Dead and different things. Right. And I just thought, what in the hell? You know, so when you're doing these things and then you, there's things obviously happening in these locations, you know, I it's like a form so much stuff. Oh, it's crazy. Me too. And it's hard to keep it all straight sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're still, a, you're still a spring chicken. You're still a youngin. I, I just hit, I just you're hit like 50. You're like a older than me. <laughs> oh man. I just, well, bull crap. I just hit 58 and I'm like, 
oh God, trying to recall some things sometimes that then, you know, I can recall things 20 years ago, like, oh, that was like yesterday. And then two minutes ago, you know, much to my wife's chagrin, she's like, I told you about that already. I'm like, ah, I don't remember. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I got CRS moments more than I ever did, but I know I wish I could download some of the stuff out of my brain so that I could have more, more space, but yeah. Yeah. Until more gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I right. definitely need a terabyte more for sure. Well, you've had, you've had an array of experiences, um, you know, and I want to, again, go back and touch on a few things, you know, as far as being outspoken and I want people to hear that on truth of the matter, you know, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't go. You don't go out looking for a fight. I don't go out looking for a fight. I really don't. But no. there are times you have to say something. And I don't troll. You know, I used yeah. to get sucked in. Oh, my God. I used to get sucked in so easy. I still do even on political things. And we won't even go there with this show. Trust me, we won't go there. This would be a three, four-hour show. Um, but you get sucked into some of these these things, these arguments, and you see what some people are doing. Uh, orb is, The Orb thing is still this huge this huge battleground. Um, I have a good friend, Dr. Michael Lynch. I'm sure you know Mike Lynch. And, uh, you know, he's very absolute about some things that he thinks. He won't tell you he knows. This is what he thinks. Yes. And even he says, like, listen, not all of them are bugs, dust, you know, and, and material and moisture. You know, um, I, too, have recorded some things that are doing some things that I, I'm not prepared to tell you it's a ghost because I don't know what the hell it is because it's doing some things. I think I've showed you some stuff, so I don't remember if I did or not. I know we had stuff on display where I've got girls in a basement, folks. Listen to this. So it's seven degrees outside. It's winter. We have no power to this farmhouse, no electricity. We're running a generator from outside. I got the girls in the basement, uh, and we've got cameras set up. And as I'm sitting outside in the cold watching in our little command center, freezing my you-know-what off, which I needed to. I had quite a bit of you-know-what. Uh, I watched this this orb i'm going to use the term it comes out of an old fuel tank now this house used to have a tank in the basement where they would fill it with fuel oil uh, to heat their home mm -hmm. um it comes out of the tank goes around each of the girls in order not to touch them goes up a flight of steps and hangs a left towards the living room door now i'm not telling anybody right that that this is a ghost but what i wanted to tell you when i watched it i sprang to my feet ran in and told them to come. I wanted you guys to stop what you're doing, come in and watch this footage because this had a purpose and not touching any of the girls who are standing in positions, you know, in the doorway. I, again, you may not have seen this, Danielle. So maybe you give me some, some, some enlightenment here. So seven degree weather. I doubt there's going to be any insects flying around in this basement. We're in the middle of winter. I think it was probably February, January. You could probably say there might be, but it's seven degrees. I remember it's right. documented on the report. Um, usually when I've captured and I can tell they're insects, you know, there's erratic flight patterns. They're doing stings and, you know, or dust. You can, you can tell, trust me, I've been doing this long enough. I'm just like, what the hell is that? You know, I, um, you know, I, I've caught anomalies that I can't explain that right. look, you know, uh, of that. Nature. It looks strange. Right. Different things that happen. And there's, you know, sometimes there's. A perfectly normal explanation i think mm -hmm. the um when the ir cameras first came out a lot of the anomalies were um like cobweb anomalies or light anomalies or re reflection and when when we first started you right. know in early 90s doing all this with setting all these things up we didn't know enough about the the videography we didn't know enough about photography 
we didn't know enough. And it wasn't until, you know, we were out there doing this, you know, year after year after year, and then had, you know, somebody come up and say, oh, no, this is debunked. Look at this. To where we were all learning. And I, yeah. it's hard for me to, you know, I still go over in when I do classes, I still go over orbs and I still go over um, rocks and teacups and I still go over all of those different things. Which we're going to get to here in a second. Yes. Yeah. So when I go over orbs, I, you know, I talk about David, uh, Dr. David Oyster, who in the American Southwest was. Um, Look at you throwing names. Yeah, 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 I knew who that is. Well, he's yeah. dead, so I can say it. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, so, still. Yeah. So, Dr. David Oyster, you could be certified ghost hunter, you know, for a couple hundred dollars on online, and he was doing that in the early '90s. So it was. Oh, there's a there's other people still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, it was you know when I first started digging in the paranormal research and I started finding out, you know, that he had coined the term orbs and it was, they were going out and doing all these photographs and these, you know, pop, uh, possibly haunted locations or whatever the, the claims. So yes. And then it wasn't until, you know, these photographers are like, well, no, we're getting into the the paranormal field. That's not an orb. That's dust particles. Or, you know, if you turn off all the lights and if you turn camera light, and all, it's completely pitch black in the room and you hit the sofa or whatever and you see all those dust particles in the air and it's like this big huge soupy mess kind of like when you see sunlight going into a room and you see in the rays of sunlight all the dust particles and everything else like that floating well what we learned was from these pho- photographers that were getting into the field in the you know late eight or 90s late 90s well everything that you hit with a flash is going to come back as an orb. It's the soup particles. It's dust. It's dust mites. It's um, pollen. It's whatever. Eyelashes, chin hair. Yeah, it's anything. Yeah, yeah. Your moisture, everything in the air. Yeah. So all of these things come back as orbs. And it wasn't until, you know, we were more educated in doing all those things that we're like, okay, well, there's a valid explanation. Of course, that's, you know, a dust particle or whatever it is in the air. Right. Right. And, and, and we needed that. We, you're right. That was a good learning curve. We needed that list in order to uh, dot the I's and and cross the T's, you know, and me being early on again, new to it, Mm -hmm. I had already taken photography for a couple of years, black and white photography with 35 millimeter camera. Now, we didn't have digital flash, but I still had flash unit for the camera. So I was constantly, like you, screaming, even when we were catching things like, listen, man, there's there's other things that have to cause this. We got to find out how, what, where, when, and why. Yeah. Um, Deb, Deb was one of the first people in our group. She's one of the better tech people I think I've ever worked with, whether she thinks that or not. She was the first one that said, you guys have got to stop using LED flashlights or even these little laser things that had still been out for a while uh, because you're causing indirect reflection. And then we're picking it up on the camera. Like you said, yeah, IRs are are good tools. If you know what you're doing with them and you understand as Danielle has laid out folks, truth of the matter, you heard it from guru herself. You got to know all the, the implications, the things that are going to affect. So here's the, that, you know, one of the foundational things that I always teach is you have got to know your location before you can call something beyond normal for a location or mm-hmm. paranormal for a location. You have to know what is normal for the location first. So, you know, get out there and do your research. 
but doing your research isn't good enough. I want to see you out at that location every chance you've got, you know, yeah. weekend. Yeah. Weekend. And most of us are weekend warriors anyway, when it comes to this. So, you know, just saying that you've done a place and you've said it's not haunted. Okay. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. No. How long have you spent there? Are you still going back there? I don't take anybody's word for that. Even some people no. you and I know, uh, you know, I'm, I still debate some people that we're yeah. friends with. We say, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I, I don't buy that. I haven't been there yet, or I'll see when I get there because I've done some of the same locations. But in, in the same respect, Danielle is speaking yeah. gospel here, folks. Truth of the matter. That's why I love the show. You need to know the location. And, and for the love of God, I, I was called out by some wacky noodle group out of New York. Uh, they're still out there. They got upset with me because they saw a, a news interview I did, which apparently went national. I don't know how about a, la a lady uh, seeing orbs on her baby monitor. So they come to me in Kalamazoo. They interview me. All I said was, is that it was, it was unexplained. And I, I explained why I said that. Now this group took it to heart thinking, well, I'm telling the lady that it's a ghost. She thinks it's an angel and I didn't do anything to discourage her because it's nothing but dust and right. it's a reflection. And I'm like, listen, it's not for me to bust a bubble. And what, where I'm going with this story is that right back to location, I stated in that interview, and I also put it in writing to this group to let them know how I felt about their, their crap, just calling me out. It's like, it's unexplained, guys. You want to know why? And you're a paranormal group. If I cannot be on the ground in that room or that house to investigate it and see exactly what is causing that reflection or whatever else is That's happening with this baby monitor, guess right. what you call it? It's unexplained. Okay, because I have not been on the site physically. I'm sorry I'm yelling, but it made me angry. I'm like, I'm... If you're going to be an investigator and call yourself paranormal people, don't just have absolutes. All you did was offer an absolute opinion without opening your mind to being on the ground in the location. Then you can tell people what you think it might be because I wasn't there. I was only showed a video and never said it was a ghost. And, and yeah. like you said, there are people who will do that, though. They'll either offer up absolutes. Yeah. Or they're going to turn right around and say, look at all the ghosts. Look at all the spirits. That makes no sense. The most famous ghost photo photograph that I usually reference is the ghost of Random Hall in um, in England. And mm -hmm. that, that photograph happened. He's only been seen three times in 300 years. So I, I, I have a very hard time saying a place is or is not haunted, period, no matter what. And... Yeah. Yeah. Say that I've had anomalies there or that I've had things either happen to me in my personal experiences or that I've seen other people that I trust have personal experiences in certain locations. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not the one out there staking my reputation saying it's haunted or not haunted. I, I don't care about that. Ooh, excuse me. I yeah, don't. I don't either. And, I, you know, people ask me when they do the tour, well, is the castle really haunted? said, well, it has activity. Um, mm -hmm. It got the, everybody uses the term haunting because that's the generic term. To me, haunting is a negative connotation. It always will be um, because anytime you've heard, I guess, the horror stories, um, we'll talk about that in a minute too. Yeah. After the teacup thing, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, folks. Stay with me. Um, you know, you come across the same thing. So I say, well, you know, it, people picked up a story. They've interviewed me. They've interviewed Francois. 
Um, prior owners didn't want the haunted thing attached to the place. Unfortunately, it happened because you cannot control the press. And again, don't get me started on that. It'll be another right. five to eight hour show. Right. Um, it's, it's, it is what it is. So I'm like you, you know, it's like, well, I can tell people that I feel like the LST 393, uh, I have said, I have physically said, do I think it's haunted? I do. That doesn't mean it is. Uh, right. Because you need to go there yourself and, and see for yourself the things that I saw right. and things that, that I had. I invited, you know, I, I set up things where people won, you know, trips to come out and ghost hunt the ship with us. And yeah. I brought couples who have no experience whatsoever. And I didn't push any buttons, do anything. And they had experiences. And I'm standing there with them. And you're like, well, there you go. And you can never promise that when you go to a location. So when it happens, I'm I'm just overjoyed uh, to no end. Yes. But I, I'm like you. I don't want to go in there and say, well, it's haunted because I say so. Because you can think I'm full of shit just like the next person. You have to physically do this research and do these things for yourself. Absolutely. Now, there is opinion. in my correct. classes, what I teach is you capture a ghost in a jar. You've got a ghost in a jar. Okay, I, I, I made it big. I did it. I, first, let me you know claim the fame. I captured a ghost in a jar. How am I going to then prove to some non-believer that that is an actual ghost? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You cannot. You, you cannot, cannot change people's opinion. You cannot. You can no matter no. what. And and I remember talking to you early on how frustrated I was when I started out that I don't care what video you have, I don't care how much proof you have in a thousand people lined up talking to a ghost. If you're sitting there talking to a non-believer, you cannot change their mind on it. You can't. No, she's right. I came to her early on and said, look, you know, I think my first message when I, when I, the mission, when I really decided to start a group and get into this, because I've had it happen all my life, was I kind of wanted to change people's minds to say, listen, why don't you see what I'm seeing and understand that I feel that this stuff is real? I'm a believer, yeah. but I'm still a healthy skeptic. I have to be as a, as a neutral investigator when I go into any place or hear a story, because if, if any of you are interested in this, and again, you're hearing it here on Truth of the Matter, that if you cannot approach this field and do that, if you're trying to set out to kind of prove the existence, you will never get anywhere with this because you, you yep. really have to understand. And I will preach this to, to the day that I'm in the ground. And if I'm on the other side, I'll reach out to my friends. But there are no absolutes, guys. There are no absolutes in this one way or the other. All you can say, well, here's what I think. Here's what I do know. Here's what I don't know. My The biggest answer I give to people on this tour and they, they ask me the same things you've already covered. And you know what I tell them? I don't know. I've not been on the other side with video camera. And I tell them, even That's if right. I had, and I brought it back, there's going to be a, probably be, out of, let's say, 40 people, there's going to be between one and three of you who are going to be like, ah, that poor shit. He did he yeah. fake stuff. Yeah. I've had it happen, Danielle. I've yeah. We just did a ghost tour two weeks ago. One of the reasons why I don't do residential investigations anymore. <laughs> I There's nothing about it that I'm going to change their minds about. You can't. Some of those people oh. are so set in their minds. And I've nope. showed them stuff like, well, hey, I, I've made the joke, which, yeah. uh, you know, Mike, Mike McKelly is now uh, retired. So I'm not on the radio every Halloween anymore, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But I did it for about 13 years straight. And I, I, I coined a thing that he would play every year. And uh, you'd hear my voice come on. Around Halloween time, I said, well, you know, I go into some of these places and I turned into the paranormal, you know, caseworker, uh, yep. you know, the social workers, what I said, paranormal yep. social worker. 
and you will not change people's attitudes in a minute. Now, sometimes there has been a 1%, I can at least say that, and I'm terrible with numbers, Yeah. that we've given people as an outside entity that's been asked to come in and observe and tell them the truth of what I think I'm seeing. Now, yeah. I come from a, a security law enforcement background, so mm -hmm. that's how I approach this. We've had people listen, and guess what? Paranormal stuff stops. Life has changed. They're thankful. They become lifelong friends. That's that very small percent. Let me put my fingers in there. Very small percentage uh, of people who will listen to you. But as far as the crowd goes, you're right, Danielle. You just you're not going to change, yep. especially pseudo skeptics who their mindset nope. anyway. It doesn't matter what we present. I All will right. tell you this: if you're open-minded, you could <clears throat> change somebody. Or, or you could at least sway them one way or the other. If they're oh yeah, I've turned turned people yeah. into a direction of being a little more open minded for sure. Yeah. But I don't set out anymore. I guess where I was right. going with this, right. and now we're going to talk about the teacup thing here in a second. <laughs> um, I keep alluding to that because it was one of the best things I've ever heard, and I butcher the shit out of it when I try to <laughs> tell people. So now that we have you on a recorded version, I may just play your voice every time I'm trying to explain this. So. Anyway, we'll skip to that. We'll skip to that. We don't need to keep hearing about my my crazy uh, stuff. Um, you gave me one of the best. Uh, I call it a speech. I think it was a learning. It was is sit down at the chair, Dan. Uh, Danielle's now going to school you in uh, communication to the other side. And I thought I knew a lot of things. And sometimes, you know, humility is good for you people. Okay, <laughs> listen to me. You have to be able to be humble enough to accept humility because you will learn, okay? You'll learn. I became very humble, and I listened to you, and we were talking about Ouija boards, and I was getting very frustrated trying to tell people myself. It's like, would you please do the research and understand that it's just a stupid child's game that was invented? That's right. Somewhere, somebody started using this and claiming all these things, and now it's just, it goes now without even people even questioning it. I hear it on coast to coast constantly. Yes. All these things that I respect, and I just, yeah. I, if I had hair, I can't see I'm bald. <laughs> if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out. So, yeah. so tell me, tell the tell the people what it is, and, and just like you're talking to me for the first time, sure. give them the speech. Sure. So, uh, and I teach this in my classes too, and usually what I do is I print out um, a, a bunch of different things, and I start out saying that this is my rocks and teacup speech. And I always call it a speech because I want people to understand that it is like a TED talk. I, it's it's something that sh everyone should just, it should be common knowledge, but it's not. Um, in my speaking about Ouija boards, there is, I, I always put out the challenge because I meet hundreds and hundreds and if not thousands of people that still every day you know, say that it's, they're the worst things. They're the devil. It's, it's the absolute worst right. thing you could possibly ever touch. Right. Every day I meet the people like this. So what I usually do Me in too. my class is I have a printout of a Ouija board. I have a printout of a pendulum. I have a printout of uh, a child's telephone. I have a printout of the obelisk of a voice recorder of um, just these different uh, things. And then I also have a, a printout of a rock and of a teacup. And inside that teacup are tea leaves, like what a psychic would read. Yep, and I have a printout. Tea, yeah. yeah. And so then I also have a printout of, um, let's see, uh, of your video recorders or your, your, um, 
any anything that you would use pretty much in in paranormal research oh of a candle of um oh a bowl of water um the tv all these different things so in paranormal research people have used candles you sit there and you can sit there and say uh in a seance if you are listening and if you would if if it's yes make the candle dance higher um if it's a no make it go lower um if you are doing paranormal research and you're doing water bowl itc or something like that you know you're doing the photographs and doing the itc and that's that's inner trans communication yes. for you folks okay um you can do itc on the the television if you're doing um evp recording on your voice recording um if you're sitting there looking at tea leaves in a teacup if you're picking up a rock and this is where we get to rocks and if i say spirits if it's yes go right after i throw this rock and if it's spirits go left if it's no after i throw this rock so you got yes and no you've got pendulums go if I hold up the pendulum, go left to right if it's yes or no, you know, all these different questions. If I'm holding a Ouija board, I'm asking questions um, and you're getting answers. So here's my rocks and teacup speech. I don't care what kind of communication tool or telephone that you're using. I don't care if it's a child's telephone, like in Poltergeist. I don't care right. if it's a pendulum. I don't care if it's a voice recorder. I don't care if it's a Ouija board. I don't care what it is. If it's a rock, if it's a teacup with tea leaves, you are having spirit communication or asking for spirit communication. They're just a telephone. The Ouija board is just a telephone for communication. Same thing as all those other things, including a voice recorder. So then let me ask you, do you have any control over what comes through that telephone or what is said through that telephone or what happens through that telephone? Everybody see my hat on the video? Anybody have any control what happens through a voice recorder, what happens through a, a bowl of water, what happens through a rock, what happens through a teacup, what happens through any of those communication devices at all? No, you don't. No one does. I don't care who you and, are. I don't care what you're doing. Right. And let alone and putting putting your crowd into the deer headlights, which I've done with this speech, which I guess I haven't butchered it too bad. So I guess <laughs> I'm good. It. I'm on track. So I, what I've thrown in the mix there, when you start talking about having no control, it's like, you know, yes. is anybody here aware of the chaos theory? Now, everybody finds that funny because they no, think it's right. a Jurassic Park thing. But that's right. that's it's a true mathematic, yes, uh, you know, uh, uh, formula that there are different things that happen in the environment that are going to cause things to go one way or the other. You right. again, basically alludes to the fact that you really have no control and Not. where you're going with this. And what I keep trying to new groups that come along, if I meet you're, people, talk to them, it's like, listen, I'm a tell Ouija board. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it right now, right now on the air. If there's anybody in the studio with me right now that would like to speak to me and Danielle, can you come through and talk to us? Okay. What I just did there, that's was right. initiated the telephone. Right. I just spoke out loud and I asked for a door to open. If you believe That's in the veil, the door. But I think that, that these entities, whether they be spirit or maybe even parallel existence, again, it'd be a whole nother show for you and I to cover, which would be great on SMP show. We'll have to do that. Uh, something responds, not all the time, 
but right. sometimes I, I use a, a, a Radio Shack ghost box, which I'm in love with, because yep. there's so many new devices out there that I think a lot of them is just it's junk and it's Perfect. bunk. I didn't believe in this thing at first, but I've had things happen to me that just knocked me right out of a chair. Literally, I just about fell out of a chair. And at the last event, I'm asking what color a lady's coat is in front of me. And I'm in a cemetery in front of uh, Frank and Mary Henderson's gravesite. Yeah. And I'm I'm holding the device. So I actually put it down so people can see I'm not pulling any strings or doing anything. And uh, a lady's voice came through and said green. And the lady was wearing a green coat. And you should have heard the gasp from the crowd. And that continued. And then there's other times I do events. Nobody talks. Nobody comes through at all. I just get a bunch of crap. So. I love that speech. Thank you for sharing it because you said you have no control, but your intent is what is opening this door for communication. So if you want to tell me a story, people, please stop sending this stuff. I still get it every, like you, Danielle, I get this all the time. You see me getting frustrated here. Um, please stop yeah. sending me things that your friends use the Ouija board and bad things happen to them. I got bad news for you. I have bad luck all the time in life. It's called life. It's nothing to do with me using a... You can no. make one out of a pizza box. I shared that story with Danielle yes. quite a few years ago yes. where these girls called into my blog talk show and said they made one in a hotel room on a Domino's pizza box. And Johnny Miley and I were laughing so hard. We, we didn't want to be disrespectful, but you hear that and you're like, okay, thanks for the call. You know, we're just moving on. <laughs> I just didn't know yeah. what else to say. You know, there's things called angel boards and there's all these other things. Yep. I guess my yep. point in in its entirety is, is that there is nothing in the chemical composition of a Ouija board. I don't care what it's made out of. I don't care. There, you, know, you can make it out of anything. There's nothing that says that it is going that is the portal to hell and that it, a demon right. is going to come through. I yep. don't care because you can use an angel board and have the same thing because you have no control. Yeah. And, and let me tell you how many times I've been on the demon call and how many times I've been chased out of a house, folks. That would be a big zero. Now, have I found bad things there? Yeah, I'm not going to lie about that. I tell people there there may be times that there should be safety in a concern because, again, I'm not quite sure what's happening from the other side. And uh, I have to take some of the things I've seen over the years that bear pretty hard scrutiny Uh that allude to the fact that there's something negative out there. Again, right. I, I think more than what I've dealt with, Danielle, and I want you to respond mm -hmm. to this, please. Um, you know, I've told people, I think I've encountered when I've done some personal investigating at mm -hmm. times that you've had an a-hole who was alive. Uh, right. They have not moved on and they're being an a-hole right now. They don't want That's you to have right. a house for the building. And so we have to address it in that manner. And I've people are just stymied by that. Demons have nothing on humans because humans are just worse. I don't oh. know. I've I've been in that whole chicken and egg thing with demons and humans before, but wow! Did you hear you that know, statement, folks? Yeah. Did you hear that statement, Danielle? Let's. I, I will. We could almost say it in unison. Yeah. If you want to know who the, who, I'm a person who's spiritual. I believe in God. You believe what you want to believe, folks out there. I'm all for it. Do your thing. As long as you're not hurting women and children, we're good. Or animals. Okay. <laughs> Here's my thing. Um. I'm the same. I'm in the same belief area as as what you just stated mm -hmm. in that um i'll just leave it at that you stated it mm -hmm. rather eloquently i i'm of the same mind it's you know we we have no control that's what it just comes down to and as far as me being open and, and spiritual um i don't like the d word 
because right. what I've what I've often said to if folks, I guess true, I'm just going to say we it. have more demons in jail than anywhere else. You know, people oh, who rape little children and eat little children yep. or whatever. I mean, yep. and oh, they're geez. in jail. Man, yeah. you went from the dark right yeah. to the wish. But that's my point. If, if you really want to get <laughs> right. down to how evil humans are, and if you really want to see a demon, if you're if you really truly think that those are demonic activities, they're in jail right now. Go yes. look at them. Met metaphorically, just. I'm just saying metaphorically, go look in the mirror and you'll, you'll find your culprit yeah. people. I guess I'm not going to worry about being political here. Cause I was kind of edging around there, as you can tell. So I'm, I'm just going to, I don't know why I, me of all people, everybody's <laughs> listened to these shows. Why would I skirt around that? Listen, folks, I think if you want to think that there's, there's, you're in the image of God or whatever it is you consider your deity or you don't have one, we're it. Okay, we're in the image. We can do the best of the best. I've seen people do good things. I felt that I've done good things. Uh, and then all you have to do to see Satan is see what other people do to other people, right. as Danielle alluded to. That's right. Didn't allude to. She just stated it, and I will state it too. <laughs> we we are freaking monsters. Yes. Uh, if you only know some of the things I've seen, and and oh uh, my God, well all you got to do is get on the internet. Everything's unabashed. You can just yeah. see the most horrible things going on against. Uh, Anything, women, children, it doesn't matter. Animals uh, were just terrible. Let's mm -hmm. get back on track. So th there you have that aspect uh, before we wind down here. Um, so what what have you been doing? I mean, I, I still see you consult a lot with folks. Uh, yeah. You know, I still see that you go on the occasional podcast like you've done here. And thank you for being yes. here. Uh, what What's going on with you nowadays? What's happening? So I, I paired way back and that's primarily due to the location that I'm in. I'm in um, Cody, Wyoming. And Been the there. problem with Wyoming is, is that it is pretty much the rest of the country back in the 1950s and 60s. So everything here is kind of, um, it, it, it's not even just small town back there. It, it is really in its own little time warp here. Um, so there was not, a, there's not a whole lot of anything going on paranormal research wise. Um, there's a couple of groups that are in their infancy and they look like us back in the early nineties. Yeah. Hitting so, ghost towns and doing stuff exactly. like that. Trying yeah. to do everything, um, that they see on TV. And yeah. Yeah. I, I reached out to a couple of groups here and it, it, it wasn't a great, um, it wasn't a good thing. I, not a good it, experience. It, yeah, not a good experience. I had a lot of people tell me that I, I, that I, I was a liar and that I'm not a part of the the paranormal community and the paranormal field. That the and the funny thing was is that it was um the group that I was having the problems with that were going out and making people spend five hundred dollars on a ticket to come and and investigate the downtown Cody at the Irma Hotel. Um, five hundred dollars. Everybody see me? What the paranormal what the celebrity? <laughs> I, and I've got news for them. I know the paranormal ce celebrities. Almost all of them, individually. You and me, you and me both. We've encountered them doing events, right? That's right. right. So when I hear, "Oh, you're a I got paranormal stories. celebrity," <laughs> and not one damn person in the in the paranormal field knows you. And yet you're charging five hundred dollars a ticket to come spend overnight so that you can get their autograph. I'm not joking. They were having an autograph session, a VIP autograph session in the this... Irma hotel. And then you get to spend the night investigating the, with them and their, their equipment. And I, is... I went full bore. I went all over Facebook. I, I went. Yep. All I over. remember. I remember. Yeah, 
I went full bore against this this team. And I got I got to tell you, hon, just <laughs> I'm laughing, but at the same time, it's sad. You beautiful segue, beautiful segue <laughs> into this this discussion, which I wanted to have before the yeah. end of the program, which was, I'm sure you still, well, you did, you noticed it, you see it. It's going yeah. on over here too. It's going on yeah. everywhere. There are people yeah. popping up at these things and they're doing all these get togethers and like, Oh, author so-and-so. And I'm like, who's that? Yes. I'm, yeah. I've been at this 13 years. Uh, who's that? I don't yeah. know who this is. Uh, everybody has printed a book. Everybody's done a book. Yeah. I will remind people because they know some of the people out here know who my nemesis are here in Michigan. Uh, there's there's a, a couple that have written books and they're the biggest. I mean, they're just the worst people of human, you know, jetsam. Uh, we won't get into that whole thing. But, you know, they've been part of some of these things, too. And they show up, and meet the authors. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. But then when you're putting it like Danielle said on this scale, then you're charging all this money. To some see these people get an autograph. Twenty dollars. Who the hell are these people? A ticket or under or something like that. I never would have said anything, but they had two hundred and fifty dollars for just coming out for a couple of hours to five hundred dollars to spend the night to get their VIP. And I the problem is is that they were preying on people who have no idea. They don't. They They don't. Let, yeah. let me put this out there, and I don't want people to send me hate mail because I don't know how any other way to classify it, okay? And and I, I'm just me. I'm off the cuff. Uh, some of that reflects to me the same as the wrestling crowd, yes. the people that are, you know, the trailer park wrestling people. And I don't yeah. want that to be offensive because I lived in a trailer park, so I can talk. So shut up. Right. So the, the thing of it was is that it's the same it's that same circle of folks that they're so into this. I've gone to do these talks. I've been featured with John Tenney at things in Indiana and other, right. I'll throw out names all day long that I've done these things. And I thought, why the hell do they want me there to talk? You know, I'm nobody. And I knew that going in there, I, I was humble. I'm like, they're going to, who the hell is this guy? You know? So the point being is that you, you try to make sense with some of this stuff and then they're charging crazy amounts of money. Now yeah. I've only done a few of these because they were for charity um, and I can understand that as we, as we said before, if they're going to have guests that you've seen on TV or somebody who's done books that you know of and people who are known, okay, That's like right. really known and you know, that proceeds are going I to would help them get in contact with some real celebrities right. if that's but, what they really want. But there's still no. paranormal cons going on that. Yeah. I don't know what the sense of some of it is like the UP one we have here. I don't want to diss these guys. I only yep. wanted to go one year because Ernie Hudson was there. If everybody doesn't know who oh, that is, yeah. that's yeah. Winston Zettimore from Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, I've met Ernie, and Ernie's cool yeah. people. I've, I've actually hung out two days with Ernie. So, meh. That's awesome. so, um, so she's touching on something important here. You know, you have a lot of groups doing that nonsense, and I just I scoff and laugh. And sometimes my wife will humble me because she'll be like, "Well, you know, come on, you know, what makes you think you're better than them?" It's like, well, because you know, we caught on pretty early going to a lot of these cons. And, and I had a few of the people in my group who were continuing to go to some of these events. And finally, after maybe the third or fourth trip, they got wise. And I just said, yeah. listen, I had one of the worst experiences what led me early on when I was still new to this happened in Fort Wayne. And this individual was a liar. He was an actor. I was telling people that from the start. He came up here, tried to do an event at my place. And then one of the people that you and I know who's a yep. couple people who seem to be involved with this guy. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you running around with this dude? There's then later on, yeah, South then later on, well, he owes me money and he's got all these arrest warrants in different States. Yep. And this still goes on. This still goes yes. on folks. Listen to Danielle. Don't do it. 
Give them no. the what for, Danielle, on this. Tell them. I'm not them. afraid to call anybody out on it. I'm not. Man. If you charge, you know, something that's ha halfway reasonable and there's um, some kind of charity or it's for a location, great. I will sit there and support you all day long. Guess what? Yep, I will find people to help me support you. Yep. I will. Uh, I've got a great, big, huge, giant platform of friends and networks that, you know, I will sit, spend all day long sitting there touting your everything about your your event i think that would be great but if you're out there for personal gain and you're sitting there trying to charge 500 a person for an overnight for not real celebrities when you're sitting there saying you're a paranormal expert and a celebrity paranormal celebrity i'm sorry you're you're done you know you can be local dude I'm, like you because you, i'm gonna you, cook it yeah you've been on tv You've been yep. on radio shows. I've been on TV, but you know what? I'm trying to be, I, I stay humble. I, I am nobody. <laughs> I am nobody. I have a group. I, I will, I will, I will come out and put my laurels out to say, look, I've been doing this 13 years. I'm not telling you that I'm an authority on this, but I think I've had, I've had a good learning curve. Okay. Yeah. And 281 investigations into this, which people yeah. didn't want to believe either because we were doing this every weekend where. Yeah. My wife finally said, hey, it'd be nice to see the kids before they graduate oh, from yeah. college. How about having a weekend home? So I had I to back it up. How many times that's happened where, you know, no, we need to have family time. Yeah. Oh, you eat, sleep, and believe, you know, breathe this Obsession. stuff. So yeah. jumping, yeah. So jumping from that, I will get into that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I want you to speak earnestly about this because you went through some changes and things. I have too. We all have. Yeah. I don't think people really realize what kind of a strain when you get into this obsession, it puts on relationships, marriages, yeah. friendships, right? Well, if they are not inclined to be a part of that obsession or if they have not been bitten by the bug, no, there is absolutely not one bit of, you know, they will want to help support you, but only yeah. to a point. And it becomes yeah. such it becomes such an obsession, especially when you're making headway or you're, you've got activity on something and then you want to keep going back or right. somebody's contacting you when I was doing all the, the residential, you know, um, investigations, that is a nightmare in itself because being up till two, three o'clock in the morning, talking somebody out of the tree, that is just absolutely insane because they're seeing something right in front of them and they don't know how to deal with it. And they're ready to sell their house. Their single most expensive, asset they're ready to move out and get rid of it or just leave and they're done and yeah. i can't tell you how many times i've spent just hours and hours and hours on just basic education on how to deal with living with a haunting or how to deal with living with an activity and they're like no come out with your your cameras and come out here and see what i'm seeing and i'm like i don't have to see what you're seeing you already believe it enough to where i don't need to be there let me yeah. teach you how to deal with living with it yeah. And now hold that note. We're going to take another quick break. Okay. We're going to cover more of this because this is important. I know we're going long here, folks. Like I said, sometimes the show's an hour, sometimes it's two. We'll, we'll get to the end of it here soon. I'm sure you're all enjoying Danielle Garrison as much as I am. Great information. Hopefully I haven't talked over you too much or been crazy, but stick with us here on Truth of the Matter here on the one and only, might I add, the Michigan 69. Okay, podcast.com, the Michigan69podcast.com network. You can also hear us over at Red Circle uh, Podcasts on uh, the show. Just look for um, 
the Paranormal uh, Rage, which I've got to change the name of that because we're now unrestricted. Uh, you will hear this program. Check this out. You're going to hear this program played on our Paranormal Time Slot on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. at unrestrictedradio.com. Do yourselves a favor and go to unrestrictedradio.com and download the app, okay? There is music being played on there that should be played on other radio stations. It is a local thing started by, by my good friend Stacy Lee. I am honored to have two programs uh, on there. Not only uh, our, our unrestricted paranormal show Sunday nights, me and Bob Penny, uh, and this program, uh, which we throw in there, but also I brought the big dog show over there. So I've changed the format slightly, a uh, uh, lot less talk, which is hard to believe for me as we go ready to this commercial break, uh, which is taking 20 minutes to get to. Uh, but we throw in a lot of rock and roll and my eclectic uh, diversity of music, which is from one end of the spectrum to the other. And again, uh, unrestrictedradio.com. I want to thank sponsors too, uh, which I will at the end of the show again. Uh, the number one sponsor uh, to this uh, network uh, that you're listening to us on is the Henderson Castle. It's an 1895 bed and breakfast here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, built by Frank and Mary Henderson of the Henderson Ames Fortune. Uh, very interesting story, but go to Henderson.com for more information. Also, my good friends in Batavia, Illinois, Gun Barrel Coffee. I should be wearing my Gun Barrel hat, hat on this video, but I could only find my Lansing lug nuts. I'm a big baseball fiend. Uh, but GunBarrelCoffee.com. Go see what um, Sal and Brian and Mike have for you over there. It is run by veterans, owned by veterans. Brian is a roaster. Uh, this is a family tradition. His grandfather was a coffee roaster. Brian has picked up the tradition. Um, I drink Moab, and I've had a couple of different versions. They even got a battleship version, which is Navy coffee, which I absolutely love. You know, the kind that you can shine your shoes with and take the paint off your house. So without further ado... Let's play some PSAs and some music, and I'll be back for more with Danielle Garrison right here on Truth of the Matter on the one and only 69 podcast.
And we're back. We didn't go anywhere. We stood here staring at each other. I looked around like I, you know, like something was happening. Uh, Danielle, thank you for, for being with us. Uh, let's get back into that. So, you sure. know, we're talking about how not only it affected individuals and, and how you had to proceed there, but like I said, our personal lives too. Like I said, yes. it, it, it you become so transfixed. And when things really start to happen for you individually or if you have a group, Man, you're got you're off and running, and you spend money on camera equipment, everything, digital recorders. <laughs> I could go down a list, and and it and it it does it does hurt relationships. I can't tell you how many people who were in my group that the marriage ended, the marriage went south. Yeah. Now it wasn't the one of the main factors, but it was there was some partial plan there, my own included. I mean, I went through a rough spot and. Uh, I have a great cheerleader. Uh, I got to give Eve, Mama Cat, a lot of credit because she cheerleads me. She's the first to cut my knees out, too, when I need to have that humbling thing happen. Yeah. Uh, but she cheerleaded all the time, but then was like, hey, you're never home. You're off doing yeah. paranormal or you're out doing your Ghostbuster stuff or God knows whatever else I'm into. You know, <laughs> and I didn't, before anybody throws any dirty jokes in there, just take it easy. Uh, so, um, you know, it's tough, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, it, it becomes literally, it's such an obsession. It just becomes your entire life about everything. And I, and I jumped into, I didn't want to just be an investigator. I wanted to, I mean, the reason why I started all the events in the first place was because there were no events when I first started. Right. There were not, there was nothing. There was Las Vegas had an event. Um, and then you also had on the East coast, Dave Giuliani had an, an event, um, couple of the other people out there doing on the big events um but it was a conference they were expensive they were far away i wanted free or close to free or inexpensive i wanted close so i was like there's nothing i wanted to i wanted conferences i wanted to go meet other people that were doing this i wanted to get involved in any way that i possibly could so i was like well i guess i'm gonna have to throw on some boots and get to work that's what i did yeah, yeah. And, and it, and, and it takes a lot of time and I've done the same thing up here. I tried to, I put together two and now it wasn't a, all the dance show. I want to give thanks to a lot of people who've come and gone from Southern Michigan paranormals before we became Southern Michigan paranormal night stalkers, which we are now. Um, you know, I had a lot of help from people within the group who put in a lot of time too, uh, to put these, these little conferences together because people don't realize you know, even getting people that are known in the field to come to your event without having to pay this crazy exorbitant, uh, you know, fee, especially from the TV program. I will always be thankful to the paranormal cops um, mm -hmm. when they were the short time they were on A and E. It yes. just happened to be that Deb talked to one of them quite often when she was working for State Farm uh, because because Ron Fabiani. Yeah, Ron and Pete and yeah. a couple of the other guys. And she happened to, I think, talk to Pete quite a bit because they handled theft and auto insurance claims out of, out of it. So anyway, so I, no fee. All we did, we said, listen, we'll get you a hotel room, which was next to nothing, honestly. And they came over for free, spent the day with folks. Uh, we, we catered in some food, you know, out of our own pocket again, uh, a lot of us put a lot of time and money into this thing. I mean, I think we, all of us together ended up putting three grand into this thing. Uh, we made about 18 or $1,900 by the end of it. And we gave that back to the state theater because we wanted it because the state theater is a historic venue. We wanted them to continue, which they are, they're still doing what they do. Uh, we did another one at the Blackhawk. So it goes without saying, 
like you said, a lot of people dedicate a lot of time and effort to make those events successful, uh, let alone coming out on investigations. And there's times that I would insist, like, listen, I need a couple people and I, and we're not just going to go here our four hour minimum tonight. We're going to do an overnight. I want to stay till about seven, eight in the morning. I want us to set up some stuff, go to sleep and maybe collect things in the morning. And, and we did that on occasion and not just here in our area, we started traveling all over Michigan. We did stuff in Indiana. We did some stuff in yep. Illinois. So Crown Point, famous incident. Wow. Well, that's where I met some of your Indiana ghost tracker people. That's a whole other, yeah. whole other story for another Good program. Answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I won't, I, won't go, I won't go negative here at the end of the show. But, um, you know, I just <laughs> wanted to touch on that because that's one of the things I liked early on when TAPS was on the air. As them showing how it affected not so much the wives, but you know even friendships and things that would happen. You saw some of the real things going on when they would get angry yeah. with one one another, um, or it was taking time away from the job or the family. And it really does, you know. Uh, those of us who love doing this, we'll get to the end here, and put a lot of time and effort into this. We we do it for so many different reasons. I myself am out here trying to to go forward, bear witness, and help when I can. I've backed off on private, but I'll still do them. If if I if I interview the person and I think things are where they need to be, then we may step into that. And I've got Bob Penny. I got to thank him as a partner. Bob's been doing it since '92, and Bob's been around the block, so Bob can bring some more of the personal experience in it than than I can um, with different thoughts. But um, you know, I, I just don't want to change minds anymore. I just want to present stuff that we catch. And, and if people think they have something, then I'd love to be honored to come in un, unvetted. Well, vet me first. Know who it is you're bringing in your house. Let's let's cover that real quick before we end the show. Uh, know who you're bringing yeah. into your home. Tell them why. The only time that I'm doing private residence investigations anymore is um, if I'm teaching somebody else how to do them. Oh, hang on. We might get her back here. Oh, we lost her for a second there. Well, we lost her. We'll see if she comes back on. We'll give it a few minutes here. Everybody still with me? I see her at yesterday. There she is. Okay, go ahead. There we are. Take two. It was strange internet issues it's paranormal um, but the only time, yeah not so it much. might be Go um the only time <laughs> i'm doing private investigations anymore is if i'm teaching somebody else how to do it and that's really right. it wow that was short and sweet okay <laughs> i was waiting for this big long okay um i i'm kind of the same way but it's because I got some newer folks on the team. We the the thing with the team is that people come and go. Um, I remember you guys jokingly calling it Dan's Army because I ended up having thirty damn people in the group. Because my goal was to have an SMP team one and an SMP team two, and that didn't that didn't happen. It was way too many personalities to manage. Let alone when I I got it down to about seven people. And I've yeah. got, you know, Deb has kind of stepped out of the fray. Uh, she still has an open door and window to come out with us anytime. You know, she's, she's told me, and I want to express this. It was very hard for her 
here recently to, to, to tell me that, well, listen, I just didn't want to tell you, but I've kind of been there, done that at that point in my life. And if you, you know, if you ever have an invite and I come out, I'll come out, but she's kind of moved on to some different things, which that's cool. I respected that because I've known this lady 40 plus years, you know, and we're going to be in-laws. Uh, we now have shared grandchild. So crazy how the world turns. Um, but because I watched her son, Dylan, who's who's an investigator, still a satellite investigator in the group, grow up from little boy to now, you know, getting ready to marry my daughter. And they just had a baby. Yeah. Uh, Henry. So very cool. Well, but Deb, Deb Bresnahan. Yeah. 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 That's it's an amazing. She's she's been with us that long. So she'll always offer support. You know what we're doing. Bresnahan's still with me. These are the two ladies who were with from day one that I started this. Uh, they've stayed in there. Uh, we've had other people come and go. Unfortunately, good sometimes on good you know terms, sometimes on bad. It just it happens. Um, but we're mm -hmm. continuing, and I've I've got a, a solid group of people that I've I've got involved now. We now have an engineer and a scientist, and Shane Feek. Shane has designed things to only react to certain things the way they're supposed to within mathematical and scientific means. And it is a joy, Danielle, to watch his face light up and then come to me like, how come this is doing this? And why, what am I supposed to say? Like, Dude, you're, you're the engineer. Yeah. You know, you're the, you're the scientist. I, what do you want from me? Well, I've been telling you all along, I think this stuff is real. And if, of course, if you're designing a board that somebody has to come physically put their finger on it or touch it in order to set, and it's going off by itself. And we've already tried to do other yeah. things to set it up. You know, come on, man. So it's been a it's been a growing yep. thing, and I'm I'm happy where where I've China created the team now, loosey goosey. You know, we were all in the monthly meetings and all this stuff. But truth of the matter, as we come to the end of the show, you heard it from Daniel Garrison, and and you have any final words of thought or uh, I guess uh, what would be the term here? You know, I'm usually not lost for words, but I don't know if the caffeine's wearing off or what's happening here. Ooh, I you gotta know, stop I, drinking. I think what I would say mostly is if you're a newer group, you know, and I'm talking a new group is still five years and younger. Um, I'm thinking you need to get out there and you need to find out what some of the predecessors have done. Because why are you reinventing the wheel? Yeah. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yep. Get out there, find out what your predecessors have done, read about Hans Holzer, read about, you know, the Holzer file. Uh, files, which was Han's um, daughter. Uh, yes, yeah, I saw that. Just has a brand new show out there, and which was fabulous. I was so excited about that. Um, she doesn't mince words sometimes either. I've heard her on Coast to Coast. She'll, she'll tell you, matter of fact, yeah, yeah. And you know, and it's important to know, you know, who the the older authors are, who the the people who were investigating for a long time, and what they were doing, and. Don't don't reinvent the wheel. Don't go out there and think that you you've known everything just because you've seen every paranormal show. It's ridiculousness. Yeah, right, right. And on all the new people that are coming along, look, and I'm not saying you can't get something good from it, whether it's entertainment right. or not. I'm sure you can. But she brought she threw a name out. I would I would throw out the Steigers. I know they both passed away yeah. now. You know, if you ever get a Brad Steiger book, you you better get a travel trailer when you go get a few of their books, cause I swear yeah. to God, all of them are like, you know, family Bibles are about this thick. Read People can't see me on, on, on the audio, but they're huge. And even Read though Dale he Cosmeric's books. Yes. Dale, I've talked to Dale. Yeah. Great guy. So as I said, not everybody has everything right, but yeah. there's still good information. You've got to look at the good, the bad and the ugly, and you've got to form some common sense ideas. 
but great advice, Danielle, not to reinvent the wheel. There's so many processes, old school wise guys, that I will chime in on this too. You know, you don't have to go buy all the equipment you're seeing on the TV shows. And I, I swear to God, no. if you invite me out, any yeah. group, you invite me out and you're wearing a colander on your head with a freaking scanner. I, I said the F word. I'm sorry. Frickin'. Let's say frickin'. And I see you here having a scanner from the, the grocery store and you're trying to tell me that Ovilus is. Don't give me Ovilus stuff either because it, it's just it, a whole or other show. Not one yeah. damn cell phone on the market has oh. a detector. Not one. Oh my God. I can't tell you. We've, I know. you know, we did, Bob and I have done experiments, not to get off track at the end here. We've done experiments with, you know, the Huff thing that's controversial, yep. some other yep. stuff, uh, because it's, it's claiming that it's using the transceiver and the receiver in your phone as its device. Listen, there's nothing in your cell phone that's going to connect with to stop any- it. Yeah. Please yeah. stop it. And if I see, well, I do see them all over YouTube. <laughs> These kids are constantly doing their investigations using every all the devices on their phones. Like I, that's a no-no in my group. Yeah. Uh, no. So back to the old school thing. Um, I have my cases behind me. They're all closed up. Everybody can see just how much equipment I got back there. Uh, yeah. it, we don't even need all that. We don't even use half of that stuff. Um, here's what you need. I suggest you get a good digital camera. And read up on, okay, read Sony camera things about flash. What causes, okay, read up on that, folks, when you get these digital cameras. Used to be a 14-foot rule. I'm thinking now with the new digitals, maybe 25, 30-foot, meaning this, okay, that anything within that that sphere with that flash is probably going to give you a a, a, what I call a a false positive. You're going to get orbs all day long, okay? You're going to get that stuff all day long. If it's past that and you can kind of judge that in the photo with your distance. And of course, if you get, and I'm going to tell you just from my experience, here's what I look at. If something like that happens or you're in a dust-free environment, which I've been in very rarely, and you get something and it's casting a damn shadow on the wall when you look at it, okay? Look at it intensely. Get a digital camera, get one that's got very high resolution. You will have people tell you that that is not good for 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 ghost hunting okay i I beg to differ i'm a a photography guy um you want that so that when you have to zoom in on a photograph it's not breaking down okay so you want high resolution all right get yourself a digital camera get yourself a good digital recorder i love sony i got a sony because i found out with these that when i plug into the microphone on top of that digital recorder i've now created a parabolic microphone Oh. And I can hear an ant fart about two blocks away. Um, also make sure that it has USB uh, connection yes. to it so that you can plug it in and download. Yeah. Um, also um, uh, get a notepad and a pen. That is so and, important. Yep. And the number one tool that you should always have as a ghost hunter. Well, two. First being flashlight. So you can see what the hell you're doing if you do the stuff in the dark and you don't always have to investigate in the dark. Okay. Yeah. There are reasons why we do and reasons why we don't have to. I won't go into that. Um, the, the other thing is yourself rely. You're your best tool. Um, Hans Hosler spoke, spoke, excuse me, slow down, Dan. He spoke quite often about uh, you being able to tell when there's a change of energy in a room. And that's a whole nother show for a discussion on our paranormal channel. Um, but do old school first before you're, running down the road uh 
you know, uh, if you have questions, where can they find you, Danielle, if, if you're okay with people hitting you up? And Absolutely. You can always find me on Facebook. It's Danny Garrison. Um, you can always email me at Danny Pitcher Garrison, which is D-A-N-I-P-I-T-C-H-E-R-G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N at gmail.com. And I'm available. Usually you can hit me up on, on Facebook Messenger and if you're looking for a consultation for a group or if you're looking for um, an investigation for someplace or something like that, I can help you. Um, but, or if you're just trying to start an event, I'm happy to help. Beautiful. And thank you for being on Truth of the Matter. I'm going to have you back again with me and Jen G here very soon, my co-host on the Southern Michigan Paranormal stuff. And we'll really get into more of the technical stuff and other things that we really want to discuss outside of what we did today. But hopefully she has provided you with a better example, the truth of the matter about kind of what's involved, what she does, and what we're about when we do this kind of work. So, Danielle, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. And you can find uh, information for me if you want to hit me up anytime at SMP Kazoo. That's right, Sam Mary Paul, SMP K A Z O O, that's short for Kalamazoo, at yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to find my group, we're on Facebook under the Southern Michigan Paranormal Night Stalkers. Uh, also, right here on Michigan69podcast.com, go to Red Circle podcast okay red circle podcast look up near the paranormal rage show uh, i may have you know what that has been changed to uh, unrestricted paranormal it just shows up on my you know my browser as paranormal rage you can find us uh, our paranormal shows over there live radio one also motherships us on facebook uh deb Parra is still a big part of uh, what we do and so you can find all of our programming over there don't forget HendersonCastle.com. I want to thank them for their sponsorship of this program and many others on the network, as well as my friends at Gun Barrel Coffee. Um, folks, quick uh, quick uh, note about suicide. It affects a lot of people. I'm, I'm a big advocate about, uh, you know, people getting help. Yours truly has suffered some depression. I, I talk very openly about coming to a point uh, in my life where I could have just drone, drove my car into a lake and just ended it. Thank God I had somebody there that, uh, you know, snap me too, uh, to come to my senses. Cause it's not just a one victim crime. It affects a lot of people in the long run. Um, so do me a favor. I'm going to read this right off my bracelet. Cause I wear this. It says suicide sucks. You can call this number 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. There's always somebody there. You're not alone. Danielle, thanks again. And thanks for being here on the truth of the matter. And we'll catch you next time out here.